abstract it just seems so challenging to talk about. I'm sure a lot of people who crowd around Jesus are even told it because church, these sermons are fine, but I don't hear to see a miracle. I don't even see someone get healed. I've heard he's going to multiply fish and loaves. I've heard that from that. I've heard he's going to water in the wine. You guys should stick around even through this eating flesh and drinking blood bit because I hear it just Not surprised though that Jesus doesn't resonate with everybody. I mean, he still doesn't resonate with everybody. But I think what gets me in this story is specifically how it says, not just the crowd, but some of these disciples that were people. Now, Jesus, you set these people and they determine they leave. They go find something else. Maybe it was something more agreeable to them. Maybe it was less bread talk, less flesh talk, less blood talk. And after this, he says there were only 12 remaining. You just could think I would be one of those 12, right? And you put yourself in the story, and you're like, sure, I'd stick around. I'd hang around even through the tough stuff. Because like them, I, I'm lucky. I got to hear more of the story, right? I'm not some newbie to this. I'm hearing the story, and I know Jesus has these great and powerful words of wisdom. I know Jesus is the good news. We believe it. It's why we stick around. We'll stick with it. We know, even through the text, that something good is coming. Um, I remember this in a uh, bumper sticker. I've never heard the phrase before, but apparently it's impressive. The bumper sticker says, The Bible says it. I believe it. Let's pray over it. And I was like, That's beautifully simple, isn't it? Like, that's that's the thing we'd like to think we can do. We're just going to do what Jesus says. We can stick with it. Even if our Bible says it, that settles it. I can do that. Some of you may actually believe it is that simple. This is great. But if I'm being honest about myself, the teachings of Jesus are just sometimes really hard, really challenging. Don't like confusing sometimes. I think I get it, and then the sentence finishes, and I was like, nope, I don't do it. Teaching from Jesus that oftentimes when I've confronted me, confronted me, they've called me out, they've embarrassed me. They've made me go, you know what? I think I completely missed the point here. And if you read it, the whole Bible keeps doing that, too. You read that whole thing, you'll find there's a lot of speech in there that you're like, okay, I think I get this. You turn the page, you go a few more, and you're like, Wait, I thought I understood it, but it seems things have changed. I don't really know. How is this okay, but this isn't okay? I suppose there's that lesson, right? I've got to um, love my neighbor. Okay, that seems obvious, right? But then, love my neighbor the way David loves Goliath? Like, no, I don't want to cut someone's head off. Uh, love my neighbor. Like, like when they were coming into the land, how they conquered nations and killed half the people there. I don't think it's so much loving my neighbor at all. I think honor my father and mother. I also am aware that Jesus said the gospel sometimes it causes you to hate your mother and father. And so which one am I supposed to do here, right? I'm trying to, it's in the Bible, I believe it, that's that, right? That's better. These folks are walking away because of blood and flesh and bread. But what about the rest of Scripture? There's heaps of these things that happen. How do we do this? How are we supposed to stick with this following Jesus thing? When we, just like the disciples today, can see perfectly clearly that Jesus' words are hard, hard to understand, very confusing, sometimes even scandalous. 
And at the same time, we know it's true. Now, part of it is we also have been told, no, it's actually very easy. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. And I go, what? What is easy? I give my sin to Jesus. Over my head, it's not my choice. If you're thinking that sometimes, Brittany, you're in great company, because I love in your story that the twelve who did say, don't say, we're sticking with you, we understood that message perfectly. We said, we don't get this view. I mean, we're here, but I don't know if we're here. I don't wish you that. I don't know what you're saying. I've missed something. And Jesus says, so I presume this scandalized you, right? You're disturbed by this. And they go, yes. So do you need to be And I'm so challenged by my teaching that you are willing and loving to simply say, find something to say. And I would love to be able to say, I'm not even going to get this stuff. I love the idea of thinking like, where else do we get this kind of teaching? Where else can we get this? Whatever this bread of life thing is we're talking about, whatever these words of eternal life are, it's very clear that this isn't going to come to me in a very clear, concise, and public, public address. This isn't going to be a song tablet. This is going to be something else. It's not going to be a book with seven easy steps on how to imitate Jesus. They're going to be challenged. They're not always going to be easy. But it doesn't mean that Frank or that this is where a lot of that is that they know it's not easy, but they know it is important. Something important. The disciples are so lucky because they benefited from being easy. We need to follow in Jesus' footsteps. And what did it look like for the disciples? Really, to walk alongside Jesus and then spending a lot of time together. And then walking in long conversations, having deep, personal, meaningful conversations, long, challenging teachings. And then also, though, walking and then eating and then resting, praying, probably a little bit of praying. I don't know if they had board games. I thought I could have a But they spent time together. They did life together on purpose. And it's funny because that's precisely what we hope to encourage and to hear as a church. Deep, substantive, real relationships. Deep, substantive, and real conversations with people who help us. Care about us. One quick thing to so I said I didn't know if I wanted to do a pastor. Obviously, things took out somehow. I'm here wearing this cool outfit. But the reason that happened is because of those deep, real, and sensitive relationships around me. People who helped me figure it out. People I spent time with. People who I love and who I knew loved me. Church, friends, family. We had tight conversations. We wrestled with what does it mean to be interested in this word of life? What does it mean to take the gifts God has given you and use them for blessing one another? To be a blessing. I found that and I'm very grateful for it, for this journey. 
to deep on those days where I did life work and helped me discern God's call. That's why I love so much about the church in general. Not just good shepherds and churches, but all the people. The meaningful and intentional relationships that deal with business. Real people. Not just polite conversations about the weather or the weather, but matters of Conversations about you and God with people and big things in two ways. What is shaped to be in this world? What is God saying to you? What is the one who formed the cosmos going to whisper saying to you? So I really look forward to our new fall schedule as we go forward. Looking forward to this time in between worship services for connection, for enrichment, for faithfulness, prayer, for celebration, for life together for real interactions where we need to have real conversations and we share ourselves with our God and with one another. Because I know that oftentimes in the midst of those conversations, those real conversations, I have experienced words of life, life-giving words. God's word creates real worship. That beautiful thing that happens sometimes in pub theology small groups where we learn in Bible study or community groups where we serve. I'm sure the conversations that happen between volunteers are passionate about where they tell God and work. When we are together, purposefully discussing this challenging life and faith, this Word of God, living out God's will, wrestling with these tough teachings, our work, our words, our ways, when they are crafted together, the Holy Spirit so truly at work bringing new life in the Next week, we'll talk about what this schedule will look like at this level. We'll talk about this hope and connection in these meaningful and intentional ways, diving deeper, sharing, growing, serving. I look forward to how we're going to sing out God's greatest anthem from this body of believers. Because folks, Just like the disciples were able to say, there is absolutely no place I would rather be, even in the I don't want to be the disciple. I don't want it to be perfectly tailored to me. I want to learn from you. I'm going to sing God's words through you. And hearing it, engaging with it, discussing it, digging deeper into it with all of you. The Jesus stuff can be hard, but I know together we can have a better Prayer lives will come from as we make this world great news. So huge. We are in this together. And I am grateful for the opportunity to bring forward that we really need to have real conversations. Challenging those life and intentionally celebrating.